here's something about psychotherapy and what it is, a question that gets discussed quite a lot. I'm going to talk about psychodynamic psychotherapy as opposed to more behavioural approaches. This is the psychotherapy that's interested in change from the inside out rather than from the outside in, you might say. Even within that one category of psychotherapy, there's all sorts of means, different kinds of models and so on. And in fact, I think that's really important. You need lots of models in order to make the next step and then the next step and then the next step. They're like maps across a terrain that may illuminate what might come next. But also, of course, each individual path in psychotherapy is individual because at the end of the day, we are individuals. And that's another thing that, to my mind, distinguishes psychotherapy from more behavioural approaches, which try to address techniques, insights, patterns that have been gathered by looking at many people, whereas psychotherapy tries always to stay with the individual, trusting that the psyche itself knows the way if it can be listened to, guided, brought more and more into the light. So I think you can think about psychotherapy in this sense as moving through broadly three zones. And I've got these zones actually from Dante. Um, it was reading the Divine Comedy that made me feel this could be a pattern for understanding psychotherapy. Because in psychotherapy, people tend to move through what you might call a hell zone into a purgatorial zone and then into a zone of paradise. And the difference between these zones can be felt by the quality of time. And roughly speaking, when you're in hell, there's no present. There is really only the past and the future is just experienced as a projection or a continuation of the past. And of course, the past is deeply not wanted. Um, and so it's a state characterized by suffering. In purgatory, a present starts to emerge. And that means that the past can start to be known as the past. And the future can start to be known as not just the past again. And that's a massive psychic change. Um, and makes a big difference when the present starts to show up. And you feel that in someone's quality of their presence, which I'll say something more about. And then the zone of paradise is when people live more and more in what you might call an eternal present. Um, time itself has changed now. It's no longer chronos time sort of ticking by, but has more and more elements of kairos time, where newness continues to break in. And so it's the most expansive quality of someone's presence and you feel that when they're entering the paradise zone as a result. So let me just say a little bit more about each of these three zones to sort of unpack them. In the hell zone, the past is completely dominant and suffering can take on various forms. It can, of course, be the most intense, overwhelmed, traumatic kind of suffering some, when someone's in a real crisis. But someone can still be in a hell zone and feel actually that things are going quite okay. But they're not because they're still living life from the experience of suffering. So for example, they might have got a lot of insights into their suffering and be able to talk about it really quite well. They might know that they suffer from various kinds of repetition 
and whether that be obsessions and so on. And they may know that they can withdraw, that they can feel paranoid and the various things that they used to feel without the capacity to reflect upon them when they were in the deepest parts of hell feeling overwhelmed. But still these modes of suffering are shaping life and they can find comfort in the suffering because of being able to communicate them. Someone else can understand so there can be relief. Um, it's the best time if you're making confessional TV to get someone to talk about things because they can be articulate about what's happened but they speak about it with all that emotion just beneath the surface and so you get that sense of my goodness it's still happening now and that is what makes for good confessional TV and people can stay even in this outer region of hell for many years knowing how their psyche has been shaped being able to continue to live which of course is a good thing, but nonetheless waiting on real change, maybe even not quite knowing what that change might be about. There may be acceptance as in the acceptance of fate, a kind of melancholy feeling, but not acceptance in the sense that can bring about real change. And that starts to happen when people move into the purgatorial zone and a presence that isn't just shaped by the past starts to appear. It has a kind of freshness, a novelty. The past can be known as being in the past, this extraordinary psychic transformation, I think, because what happens is it requires a three-dimensional inner space to open up. That's one of the reasons why suffering is so terrible, because everything collapses into two or one dimensions. With three dimensions, a sense that life has somewhere to go, as well as where it's come from, begins to be palpably, not just experienced, but the capacity to live in this present starts to emerge. And you see that in the qualities that show up. So for example, people will be able to speak about their past, but with an air of forgiveness, with an air of understanding, so that when they speak, they're not judging so as to condemn, but they're assessing so as to understand. And that, of course, is good for everybody because understanding as opposed to condemnation makes for a lot of freedom. And that also brings the capacity to play in the present, in the Donald Winnicott sense. Playing being this creative activity that can imaginatively, maybe even engage with what's happened, but make something new of it. Certainly to be able to play with the novelty of this new experience of the present. And, you know, play is this capacity to be on the edge of what you know and what you don't know, of what feels safe and what feels that little bit unsafe, of what feels normal, familiar, and what feels a bit unnormal, maybe even a bit mad. Play can start to bring those two aspects together. And that can only be done in the present, because it's really only in the present that not just things change, but that newness emerges to step into a different tomorrow. When old feelings return, which they will, they can now be befriended. They're seen actually as opportunities to continue to change. They're brought into the present, if you like, where they can be befriended, understood that little bit more, got known in the felt sense that little bit more, but also given a place so they don't overwhelm as they did in the one-dimensional experience of reality. They now can, as it were, have a place over there or a place alongside or a place behind and so take 
their place in the full harmony of the person's now rapidly changing personality. So old feelings aren't wanted to be conquered, they're not desired to be fought, they're desired to be known and given this place. And that then becomes the entry into paradise, into the third zone, where the chronos sense of past, present and new future actually changes again and becomes an experience of kairos. Now kairos is this quality of time where sometimes as if from nowhere, sometimes as if just because it was around the corner but you thought to look around the corner, new things start to appear, things which were perhaps completely unimaginable before. You get that sense with people when they're not living by time but they're living their time. Um, time is not just chugging along, ticking like the second hands of a clock. It's an experience of interest, curiosity, joy, sadness too, the full range of emotions, but they can be experienced without attachment, would be the spiritual religious word that's used, so that they're known, they're welcomed, they're accepted, but they also keep moving. There's a kind of transient quality, so they keep moving on. And that is known and understood, which makes for freedom as well. In Kairos time, it's known that nothing lasts because there's always more to step into. Whereas in previous, particularly hell zones, um, everything was felt to last because it was completely determined by the past. Another way of putting this is to say it's the zone where everything is said yes to. And when everything is said yes to, more and more can be known. And in fact, the individual begins to step outside of themselves. Um, if you think about the ego in this context, in the hellish zone, the ego is all because it feels that it's all trapped in the past. In the purgatorial zone, the ego starts to learn to be in the service of that which it doesn't understand and so can start to welcome in other aspects of life. And here in paradise, the ego is a kind of portal. It becomes porous to more and more. And someone who has this quality of presence shines. They seem like they're more than themselves, even though they're completely themselves. And they bring forth that quality of wanting to expand in you as well. There's a sense of generosity and sharing, radiance. The present is known as the place of individuation, of completion. Not perfection, Jung very importantly marked out. The person is not trying to become a god. In a way, they're trying to know more and more of the elemental forces, the deities, if you like, um, that which makes up life, and to relate to them fully and openly. There's a fearlessness in this state, not because suffering isn't known, isn't expected, but because, like everything else, it can be said yes to. And that makes for a gradual awareness that beneath all the ups and downs of the psyche's life, of the soul, if you like, there is a zone of spirit, of being itself, from which all that activity springs. And that is the zone that increasingly is identified with. The small self, you might say, is gradually let go. It, it's still around, it still exists. You have to have that to be in the world. But you sense with someone in this zone that they're actually living from this more universal part of ourselves, even as they're still living their particular life, which is why they're such a delight to be around. So there's something about the three zones that someone might move through in psychotherapy. The hell zone where suffering is ruling, either because 
it's intense or because it's still dictating the shape of the day even if it's talked about the purgatorial zone which is when the present starts to show up as the capacity to process the past and to step into a different future and then the paradisal zone where everything is said yes to but there's always a sense that there's more and a deeper peace that is neither attached to the suffering that may come up but actually is not attached to the joys that might come up either. They're all allowed to be themselves so that the individual can stay in touch with what is more. William Blake summarised this state in one of his very lovely short rhymes that say so much when he remarked, Man, humanity, was made for joy and woe, and when this we rightly know, through the world we safely go.